0: Welcome to the 17th episode of the BBCE, the best book club ever. Whether you're an avid reader or just want to relax and have fun, we're both. Join us each week for some awesome book discussion. The BBCE is a safe place to cultivate authentic friendship, share our real lives with you, and conquer all of life's problems. Well, you know. I'm Katie, and I will be your book club hostess for the next two weeks. I am joined by my fellow BBC e-members, Holly, Mandy, and Sarah. It is our hope today to challenge the way you see, not the world around you, but yourself. So first, we're going to start with the random question. All right. What's for dinner tonight? (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be easy. The rest of the podcast is loaded. So
1: You're just lucky I have an answer tonight.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was decided about 15 minutes ago. This is Sarah. Uh, We're having pasta with sautéed spinach and bacon and onions and some... um, It's not like pesto, but it's the same consistency as pesto. It's like a... um, tomato sauce pesto I guess it's like thicker I don't know what it's called though but anyways Ooh, sounds good that's what we're having that sounds really good Ooh,
2: that sounds awesome <laughs> it does thanks yeah okay this is Mandy and um I was gonna make pulled pork for my family Yum. however Um, it turns out I only have one of three kids here tonight. So I only have my oldest here right now. The other two are, well, one's at Grammy's house and one's at a friend's house. So anyway, I think I'm going to take my 13 year old out for sushi. Fun. Nice. And she just, she just heard me say that and we hadn't talked about it yet. And she's super excited. Aren't you? (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. My (laughs) son
1: Remington would be totally down. Actually, Remington and Rowan would be thrilled to have sushi also
3: yes yeah. we're
2: excited
1: it's perfect
3: yeah that's awesome <laughs> i am holly and i am making, i think pork no beef pot stickers like dumplings Whoa. and rice Whoa. and sauteed veggies and stuff uh. like that oh yeah like stuff like that like <laughs> yeah just <laughs> that.
1: every day we're all just like oh. just throwing Whoa. it together
3: Holly's
0: like Are the you domestic goddess
3: of seriously. The- I just like doing <laughs> things, you okay, yeah. know, like I'm making the oh, pot. I'm making like the... That's um, what you're doing right now. You're making your pot stickers. I thought you were... Yeah, famous. right now I brought the dough so that Are I could like roll me? it out. I just... My, well, I thought geez. it was appropriate because I'm an Enneagram 3 and I like to be accomplishing things. <laughs> and so uh, I yep. thought it would be appropriate if I made my pot stickers... Uh, while we were podcasting. So <laughs> on point. That is so <laughs> Holly. <laughs> I said it was, am I playing with slime? No, I'm making dinner. <laughs> I just
2: texted her. Are you playing with slime?
3: I'm making dinner.
2: Uh, oh, I will say she
1: carries slime awesome. in her vehicle with her and plays with it while she drives. Yes. So Otherwise I
3: run off that. the street because I get bored. I'm working on being wow. in the no, moment.
0: <laughs> she is the multitasker. Oh, wow. We'll talk about that a little bit more. See that's that? extraordinary, Holly. I love it.
3: <laughs> awesome. thought it was Are appropriate you, for the podcast. Yeah. Are you going to share those with your neighbors? Oh, my goodness. Just me. You, you want to share it. your sushi? Sure. Ooh, These probably show? won't be ready by 11 o'clock tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this oh. might actually
3: not be my dinner. <laughs> we might do something <laughs> else. This might actually be my dinner, like, um, tomorrow night.
2: Oh, that's mm. funny. Wow! tomorrow night will work for
0: me, too. (laughs) Well, I asked that question because you guys are very inspiring, and I'm hungry right now, so it makes (laughs) me happy to think about food. But this is Katie, Mm. and I am making, uh, I don't ever really know what to call things because it's usually just like a bunch of things thrown together in a bowl. Yep. That's what we do. It's corn and tomatoes and avocado and shrimp. And then, like I saute the shrimp in some like ginger, olive oil, ginger, garlic, and then like just do it in a pan until it's cooked, and then I throw it in the bowl with everything else, let it chill, and then make like a honey lime dressing to put over it.
2: Is it like a a ceviche?
0: Well, yeah, it'd be like a cold kind of like a ceviche salad. So. I am excited about like summertime veggies and just doing Mm -hmm. things like fresh on the grill. And so, yay (gasps) for talking about food. That's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to talk about. I love it. Me too. Awesome. Um, So, let's see. Thank you guys for answering and for like satisfying my hunger, at least just mentally (laughs) thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Holly, will you do us the honor of reading the publisher synopsis for this week?
3: Oh, get ready. It's going to be awesome. Sure. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss, except in self-awareness. What you don't know about yourself can hurt you and your relationships and even keep you in the shallows with God. Do you want to help figuring out who you are and why you're stuck in the same ruts? The Enneagram is an... Ancient personality typing system with an uncanny accuracy in describing how human beings are wired, both positively and negatively. In The Road Back to You, Ian Morgan Cron and Susan Stabile forge a unique approach, a practical, comprehensive way of assessing Enneagram wisdom and exploring its connections with Christian spirituality for a deeper knowledge of ourselves, compassion for others and love for God. Witty and filled with stories. This book allows you to peek into each of the nine Enneagram types, keeping you turning the pages long after you've read the chapter about your own number. Not only will you learn more about yourself, but you will also start to see the world through other people's eyes. Understanding how and why people think, feel, and act the way they do. Beginning the changes you can start making today, the wisdom of the Enneagram can help take you further along into who you really are. Leading you into places of spiritual discovery you would never have found on your own. And paving the way to the wiser, more compassionate person you want to be. Wow.
0: That was a doozy. You really nailed that, Holly. Good job. That was I know, good. You, I hate I know you hated look. that. I know you hated I that. I did.
3: I was getting bored listening to myself. I thought you it. Was, it just
0: sounded very like sarcastic at times. Mm. Maybe it was just. Oh, I? am sorry. <laughs> no, I just like maybe it was because I could see your face and I just know you. But I.
1: Paving I, the way to the wiser, more compassionate person like, you want wah,
0: to become. Wah wah. <laughs>
3: I'm do you sorry. want someone else to read it? That just no, it sounded someone... great.
0: <laughs> no, I really—you nailed it. It was news
3: anchor is not going to be in my future.
0: <laughs> I thought it sounded great. It sounded great. I'm thankful and so sorry that I made you do that. So <laughs> okay. mission accomplished. So uh, the enneagram is everywhere that we turn these days. Um, it's kind of a cultural phenomenon from podcasts to books from music to merchandise and the memes all of the memes you guys (laughs) um just today i some of my favorite podcasts are their latest episodes that they've released are enneagram related so it's kind of crazy brene brown released one to just today well she's the best today of the day that we're recording not the day people will be listening to this um and, and Jen, I didn't
3: get to listen to it before this I know
0: Ooh. I know and Jen Hatmaker's doing a series on the Enneagram so you know it is definitely something that we're hearing a lot about these days um Sarah was actually the first member of the BBC to discover it I think it was probably what like two maybe three years ago when you three years ago okay so yeah. she's She's ancient and wise in her Enneagram ways. Uh, But she just shared with us how much um, she was learning from it and how it was helping her. And so we all kind of eventually gave in at our own pace. Yeah, it took me like
1: a year, Katie, to get you even willing to take the test
0: and when I finally did it made so much sense it was just so overwhelming to me like I would read all of the types you brought me just like printed out things for each type and I was like I have no idea do not make me decide this yeah so it kind of makes sense when you learn my type um anyway so we all took the test Um, And we can link some of the different test options in the show notes. And then we all read this book, The Road Back to You. So that's a really great place to start if you're just beginning to explore the Enneagram for yourself. Um, And because it's our mission as the BBCE to be a safe place to cultivate authentic friendship (laughs) and share our real lives, I just thought it would be a really great time to share our real lives through the lens of the Enneagram. Um, So there's four of us, and so we really won't cover each type fully. We're gonna have to paint with some pretty broad brushstrokes. But it is interesting that for the four of us, we each do have a unique number or type on the Enneagram. Um, And because of that, we actually touch every single number, all of the nine numbers, we either, it's one of our wings, or we move to in stress or security, and we'll talk a little bit more about those things later. So I think, you know, we'll, like I said, have to be pretty broad. We're all going to talk about our main type when we answer these questions. Um, but we'll, we'll discuss our wings, like I said, and our stress and security paths next week. And I would like to have some reader interaction. So that we get a little bit more about maybe some of the other types that we are not, that are our main types. Uh, so we'll do some reader interaction and Q&A on social media. So we definitely want you guys to respond. It would be wonderful to hear your insight into your own type. And hopefully we'll be able to cover each and every type. So you guys ready?
2: Yeah. yeah let's
0: do but, it. Let's go. Okay. So, first, we'll just go around, we'll tell what type we are, and uh, give a very brief and broad synopsis of our type. This is actually straight from the book, The Road Back to You. Sarah, let's start with you. We'll go in order of our numbers. Okay, so I'm
1: Sarah, and I'm type two, the helper. It is said about me that I am warm, caring, and giving. Um, I am... Motivated by a need to be loved and needed and to avoid acknowledging my own needs. I would say that that is accurate.
3: (laughs) I am Holly and whenever I say, hey, are you into the Enneagram or introduce that I'm into the Enneagram and I'm like, I have the best personality type and I still probably really (laughs) think that. In a cheeky way. It's very cheeky. Whatever. Very I, have, Even, it's I okay. have the best personality type it's, because my personality can be whatever I think you want me to be. <laughs> anyway. It's not type just threes. your
2: personality that you say is the best, though. Like, this
3: is extended <laughs> to so many other things. Like, But I mean, if you don't have a rocking personality, what are you going to do with the rest if Holly, of Holly your... If Holly likes something, it's because it's the best. <laughs> she... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, type three, the performer. We are success oriented, image conscious, and <clears throat> wired for productivity. Very true. Threes are motivated by a need to be or appear to be successful and to avoid failure. And I would agree with that. Like, avoid failure yeah. like the plague. Mm, excellent. Or COVID 19. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Results in some same thing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. My name is Mandy. I am. Oh, I love my type, but no one's gonna remember it because. But it's it's not the best. The boring one. (laughs) It's right. (laughs) It's not boring to you. I'm. I know. I'm super proud of it. I'm type five. I am the investigator. Some places call my type the observer, and I like that too. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, this says, and I would agree, I am analytical detached and private and motivated by a need to gain knowledge, conserve energy and avoid relying on others. This would have been a perfect podcast to wear my low battery shirt.
3: When you read them back to back, it's like you and Sarah are so opposite. Oh yes. yes. I'd be like glaringly. So yes, it's, It's, oh my word,
2: we should post that picture this week of the shirts when Sarah and I wore our shirts. I wore my low battery shirt on the same night that she wore, what did you say? Let's be friends. (laughs) And I'm like, who would wear that shirt?
1: (laughs) And I'm like, what's a low battery? Am I supposed to have a low battery at some point? (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm already
0: dying. It's amazing. It's amazing. (sighs) We... Our friendships and our group dynamics with these different personality types, it is...
2: I love it.
0: It's uh, beautiful. It's challenging, it but it's so fun. Yes. It's hilarious.
2: Okay. Well,
0: okay. I'm Katie, <laughs> and I am a type nine, the peacemaker. Um, my description says that I am pleasant, laid back, and accommodating. Nines are generally motivated by a need to keep the peace. They merge with others and try to avoid conflict at all costs. And dang it, I don't like it, but it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, I, it's funny because I think as we'll get into, there are definitely parts about each personality. When you find your own, it's, it's going to make you feel a little uncomfortable and mine certainly does. So,
2: Katie, okay. I, I, can I ask a question? You might want to cut out the podcast, but Katie, I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm wondering if like your, uh, need or your motivation to avoid conflict, do you ever feel like you try to avoid it so much that it becomes a conflict in itself? Like it produces another conflict.
0: Absolutely, meaty. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> something, curious, no, really, that's a, that's a great question and something um, that I've thought about and has really struck me just as I've become more self-aware in that. Um, because honestly, I don't really think I knew that that's what I was doing. Um, but I have to think about it's the peace that I'm trying to gain is actually not happening because I am continuing to avoid the conflict and never work through it or work it out with somebody. And so, like, I'm constantly in a state of um, really just inner turmoil. And so the, the piece that I'm actually really after is not happening through the strategy that I'm using in seeking it. So...
3: Can I speak to that too? Because mm-hmm. I am a three and I go to nine and on health. And so, um, I don't always feel that like, that's not how I'm constantly feeling, but on issues that I am passionate about. Um, like for instance, I'm very passionate about LGBTQ rights. And for most of my life, I've been really, really silent about that. And that, was my nine unhealth just being like, I would rather not say anything than for people to know that I love and respect these people and think that they should enjoy the same rights that I have. Um, And so I can see how areas in my life I haven't stood up because I was in nine and unhealth.
1: Which is interesting because I feel like people would maybe tell you oh, you are being healthy, you're being, you know, you're not projecting your opinion that the majority doesn't agree with. Um, and they would tell you that that's a healthy thing when in actuality it was not healthy for you.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's the, <clears throat> the message that a nine really did receive was it's so much better to just um, – not rock the boat and, you know, your desires and wants and needs. Um, you just, you just need to get along with people basically, you know, you just need to find a way to get along and be okay. And that can be, oh my goodness. I love when I can use that side of my personality for like not making a big deal out of things that don't need to be made into a big deal. You know, I can, I can detach myself and express, you know, my opinion on something, but most of the time it really doesn't matter and there's no need in causing a fight over it. Um, But my dad, who I think is a fantastic person, but I really for sure know that he's a nine. um, And sometimes it, It scares me a little to see like that mirror back at me. Um, However, he's got some wisdom. And he told me one time, like, there are some things worth fighting for. And that one sentence right there just like hit the nail on the head for a nine. Like there are some things that it's worth causing a conflict for. And that's how you actually really do attain peace like avoiding conflict is not making peace. It might be keeping the peace, but it's not making true, lasting, like real peace. Right. It's so a counterfeit anyway, piece. that was a good question, Mandy. Like <laughs> you're so awesome. You ask really well, great great questions because you do. I've learned from your type that you really are so observant and it kind of scares me a little. I'm like, ooh, I'm around Mandy. She probably sees <laughs> everything that I do and how messed oh, up it have, is.
2: <laughs> she no idea what oh, I know about you. So Mandy doesn't intuitive. judge,
3: though. Mandy doesn't. Totally look no, at that she doesn't.
2: The,
0: no, she, is, she doesn't. No, she doesn't judge. Non-judgmental. Like that is wonderful. So, thank you. It doesn't scare me for that reason.
2: Um, Okay, there so. we don't have to talk about my personality anymore because I'm so proud that you guys just said that. Thank you. There are perks and quirks to every personality. We all need each other, and you know what? We all need the opportunities to grow.
3: Yes. Yes. yes we do. Amen. Man, that takes
0: us into this question that I want to ask. Like great, Andy. This podcast really could just run itself because we all have really dug deep into the Enneagram and we all have used it, I feel like, for what it is there for. And it's not to just call out somebody else's like annoying things that they do. (laughs) We all have them. You know, even if you wanted to pick your personality and chose the best, you know, Holly's, it's still broken. (laughs) It's still damaged. There are still ways that we put on (laughs) masks. to try to get the things that we need in life, that is just part of being a human. So um, anyway, I'm going to read this quote and then ask my like, first official question. To know oneself is, above all, to know what one lacks. It is to measure oneself against truth and not the other way around. The first product of self-knowledge is humility. Flannery O'Connor. Okay, can you describe kind of your initial reaction when you learned your type?
2: Oh, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" All these things I never understood. Why I was so different than other people? I never knew. Like I was like, "This, this, this is me," and I was fascinated by myself. Yay! Like just
3: I love that. and then you researched
2: yourself. I was- <laughs> I totally like did. the next 24 hours. Oh my hours. goodness. I mean like, I'm, I mean, oh, like one of the things was a lot of times fives will feel like we're just different from other people. I have felt that way my whole life. Like there's something different about me. There's, And I feel sometimes it creates this awkwardness and this whatever. Mm. I have a mug that says awkward is my specialty. <laughs> Holly got that for me she showed up at my back door one night <laughs> carrying in her hand for me and I'm like what does that say when your best friend gets that for you <laughs> but anyway I oh know like I was really I think it clarified some things for me and it gave me some answers about myself that I just needed I feel like to be able to move me into a healthy place mm. oh, got, that's good. um i
3: For me, this is Holly, I felt like it was describing the superpower I always knew I had inside of me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this ability to just be like one way with one person then so naturally, completely a different way with another person. Um, That's, I don't know, it just described me and I was like, geez Louise. And I think for me, I didn't, hear the Enneagram until I was in my mid-30s, and so I was already on a healthier end of three, so I wasn't in the thicket of this unhealth. I don't think I could have handled someone telling me I was three and being in, like, the unhealth of all of it and being so performance-driven, but I think I had already been through so much in my life that I was like okay forget trying to achieve anything like that you know just be who I am
1: this is Sarah um I would have to agree with that Holly as far as like hearing who I was um so I'm a two and um I was horrified (laughs) when I learned about myself I was um like embarrassed and like I felt really like Convicted and like called out on um, personality traits that I had not even quite recognized in myself, but just felt I just felt different. Like there was something missing in me, um, and so it just really helped like clarify some things for me and helped move me even further. In a direction of health like I'd already um, been getting some counseling and like Holly was kind of like already moving in a direction of health but it really um, spurred that on even further and just really helped me relate to um, my friendships differently and my siblings my parents my kids like it just my marriage I mean it really Um, it was awkward but good Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah that's definitely I think for me this is Katie um, I think for me learning about it, it it definitely like when I read the list of just behaviors I was like oh, I recognized every single one of those. So I like knew the things that I did. Like I totally knew. Yes, I um, prefer to be at home rather than in a group. I, the outdoors is really soothing to me. All of these things I was like, how are they like getting all of these <laughs> random things and it's all for this one type? Um, but what I didn't recognize was why I was doing it And that was really hard. It was, it was, um, I was a little bit shocked. I think for a long time, I thought like the reason why my relationships, I thought they were so great because there was no conflict. So I thought like, I'm just really, Uh, a really good person to be around. I know how to manage relationships and I'm just really good with people. Some of that is true, but When I saw that shadow side of my inability to wake up to myself and, um, just not working through things and just falling asleep to what was going on in my life, like that really, it brought me to a place where I was like, um, it it was emotional, but I'm thankful Like the rest of you said, I'm thankful because like what I didn't know was hurting me and I've been able to grow and kind of just learn um, how to see when those things are popping up in my personality and just really kind of take those to the Lord and remind myself of like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You know, you are okay and you are loved for who you are.
1: It really allowed me to Two things, like, feel more comfortable in my own skin. Like, accept myself for who I am and that God created me this way. Like, to just be like, okay, it's okay for me to be who I am and not try to be somebody else and, like, fit into whatever I feel like people's expectations are of me. That. Yeah. 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 And then the other thing is it really showed me (laughs) – because relationships are so important to me, how I was sabotaging those. Mm.
2: <laughs> so, Ooh, wow.
1: Because, um, like, Holly oh. and I had some, like, major tension wow. for most of our friendship, honestly. Yeah. And, yeah. I, like, I knew that I wanted to be friends with Holly. I just didn't know how to be her friend. Yeah. Um, and so this uh, really allowed me the wisdom that I needed to to step back and be like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Mm. <laughs> so That's amazing. And I'm so
3: glad. strong boundaries at some point
2: <laughs> with Sarah. Boundaries are good. <laughs> oh so my goodness. Yeah, I hate boundaries.
3: <laughs> Can I just say
2: both of those points, Sarah, I would absolutely say, like the first thing you said about um, like being who you are, that's something I love about the Enneagram. It is not saying like, you're not, changing into somebody you're not i will always be a five Mm -hmm, but i want to be a healthy five i can't be anybody but who god made me and that is a beautiful thing and the anagram has shown me that and then the second thing you said about sabotaging your relationships oh my word (laughs) yes (laughs) relationships (laughs) like i i struggle with that as a five i just i don't i don't need 10 people i need a few (laughs) You know, or at least right. I think I do. You know, it's like, so the anagrams taught me a ton about the importance of the people. So <laughs> each chapter in
0: the Road Back to You is outlined. Um, for each type, they go through these topics: deadly sin, all about whatever that type is. Um, that type is children. That type in relationships, the wings the stress and security paths, and then um, spiritual transformation, and they even give you like 10 paths for transformation for your specific type. So we obviously cannot spend time discussing each of those ad nauseum, or we would be here forever, which I know my I know my three friend, Holly, would not really care for that. And
3: you're five. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're your battery. I'm still making my pot stickers. I'm great. Land The yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we're not
0: going to do that, but let's just start with the topic of deadly sin. We'll start with the ugly first. Um, so the book is very sensitive to that word and how the theology of sin has been used um, as a weapon lots of times so other enneagram teachers and resources that i have followed or have seen will use terms like your core weakness or your shadow side Um, but in this book it does say deadly sin and i thought this definite this definition in the book by um, father richard Rohr was amazing it says, Sins are fixations that prevent the energy of life, God's love, from flowing freely. They are self-erected blockades that cut us off from God and hence from our own authentic potential. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what has it been like for each of you as you have come face-to-face with your own type's deadly sin? Um mm-hmm. Were you really aware oh. of it before the enneagram? Oh. And then, and then, what areas oh, do you see in your life that are affected by your deadly sin? I know you have the best oh. sin, Holly. No,
3: Mandy has to go first because we were listening oh. to this book together. Yes. in the car going south, probably to the beach, and Mandy was like, "That's not a sin. My my thing is not a sin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how mine's a sin." <laughs> tell us and mandy? i was like yours is okay. a sin mandy yours right. is way well, a sin. i still don't fully it's
2: understand sin. why it's all a sin like and and because holly gave a, um, side. an introduction to my sin i would like the opportunity to give an intro- introduction to her sin as well so
3: <laughs> oh good because i don't remember
2: what my sin is i, do not remember I have your too many sin. of them you loved your sin i remember I that my- <laughs> yes. you a mess okay I'm going to talk about my sin, well, what they say my sin is, and then we'll talk about (laughs) Holly. I'm not kidding. My sin is a word that probably most people haven't even heard of. I'd never heard of it. It's been super fun to research, (laughs) which is so appropriate. Um, It's avarice, which is basically the, um, uh, like, hoarding of, like, um, material things in my case though it's like the hoarding of my own time and energy which to me I'm like so what's wrong with that like <sighs> I'm loving it, you know because but I want it <laughs> because but it's it's because as I hoard my time and my energy I'm hoarding any resources I have only to myself and not to other people and I'm not putting into relationships and I'm um. Yeah. So, that's mm-hmm. my sin. Um, yeah. I <laughs> and think it's hard. It's tricky for me because, uh, and I uh, oh I know cool. I've known this about myself for years. I'm so thankful for the enneagram to have explained it to me, the ups and downs of it. But I I do. I started about twenty percent battery with my time every day, as far as socially and so to me it's like yeah okay that that's why i hoard it is because it's so precious to me and so it's a fine line between yeah i I do need to keep some of that but but yet how i don't know it's just been a lot of setting boundaries and expectations Mm -hmm. with people who are close to me um anyway
1: is that I I don't know just throwing this out there um so like is there an area or like is there a part of it where you have to allow yourself to give time to people and trust that the lord is sufficient like
2: oh yeah okay oh yeah absolutely and i think that's something that the enneagrams taught me um I'm. I'm not. Oh, it's still something I so work on, so work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Trusting the Lord's, mm-hmm. <laughs> trusting the Lord. Yeah, and who He made me, and that like He also did make me a social person. Like I'm not antisocial. You know. Right. Generally. Yeah. So. Fun. Thank you. I know I am a fun girl. So anyway, but yeah, tapping into that sometimes is very, very difficult.
3: Okay, what's my sin?
2: So Introduce Holly and I, um,
3: my we, one sin.
2: She didn't even know what her sin was before Arrogance. we got to it, and she and she was like, "Oh, it's probably the best sin." And so we get to it, and her sin, her sin is um. <clears throat> self-deceit, like deceit, no, deceit, deceit. 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 Self-deceit. deceit, deceit, no, you're right. It's, it's deceit. And self-deceit. she was
3: like, yes, I like knew it was the best. So, so what I heard about like, this, it, gets it was her like discovering so my second things. superpower. <laughs> I mean, well, seriously, seriously, who wouldn't want to be a freaking three? See what I'm talking about? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, what, we have had a lot of fun with oh. our sins, but that is not to discredit. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
3: right like, it the sounds fact like I don't I'm not, not grieved gr- by my sin okay talk about it, is horrible I have
2: I grieved like my it. sin I really have through this go ahead Holly I want to hear you talk mm. about how horrible your sin is well I
3: think I talk about now I've done a lot of work in therapy I am by all means not like psh, where the Lord is ever going to take me he's never going to be done with me and I love that um But he's carrying me through. A lot of times I say, this is the best, this is the best. And really that's more of a defense mechanism being like, I want you to see me as the best. Mm. And know that's all a facade. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I also talk a lot about, you know, being an authentic person because for someone like me, that is one of the things that I – think is the hardest thing for me to achieve is really being authentic. And that is what I'm always striving for because my natural tendency is not to be Hmm. authentic. My natural tendency is to make you want to like me. Mm -hmm. Not, not Mm -hmm. because for my own gain, but just like, cause I want people to like me. How stupid is that? I mean, I don't like just that discord of someone not liking me is so much that's that's hard it's interesting because like that's that's your goal is to
1: have people like you but it's for a different reason than like what mine is Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be it you don't want to be seen as a failure right that's why
3: you that's the part of three i don't um now where i'm at in my life right now i don't really relate to that at all okay like the failure part of it like i'm okay failing i think um which so is hard for what threes, is your reason
1: but, for mm-hmm. wanting to be liked now? Then
3: I think it's just like the natural tendency of what I do, it's like out of habit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like me saying on this podcast and keeping it in the podcast that I'm for LGBTQ rights that's a huge step for me in being vulnerable, vulnerable, authentic, and letting people know where I stand on an issue that people probably don't all, don't agree with me on right
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay it makes me that's think hard
3: of, for a three that's hard for three
0: yeah that's hard for a nine too but for different reasons it makes me think of like yeah it's just your need your natural desire and need to be liked and you can change that personality like a chameleon and wear the different mask but um they had that nathaniel hawthorne quote in the three section about like you can only wear a different mask so often before you forget which one is the real like you and I do think that that's you're finding who that real person is and yeah taking off those masks that you've worn to just you know please other people please and yeah. become that really likable person that everyone's like oh my gosh Holly she's so great which you are but you are but for they who you really are, do, right? <laughs> right. And we we get <laughs> really the like do. really great privilege of like being your close friends and getting to see how great you are just as you, and not yep, you know, not the
3: performing whatever I think you want me to be.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I do try my hardest to
3: be real with.
0: Yes, I think you totally do. I think you're like. The realest real. So I love it. Um okay. So Sarah,
3: you wanna you wanna talk
0: about some sin?
3: Um your sin I thought was my sin. Uh. I also have your sin though. <laughs> I probably have all the sins.
0: Oh, we, we I all have, have all the sins. I'm a very well-worn sinner <laughs> in all the ways.
3: Um, so
1: my sin is pride, right? Mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Um, we all agree your sin is pride. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like I appreciate said, yeah. that. Glad you can all see it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was super uncomfortable. Most people don't that recognize
0: like, that with a two because you're putting right. everyone else in front of you so they're like, wait a second. Um, you don't think about yourself all the time and that's what you normally would you would see someone as prideful as somebody who's just thinking about themselves all the time.
1: Right, exactly. Um, so it was kind of a smack in the face. Um, when I learned that, but it definitely rang true. Like I had to just like sit with it and it was very uncomfortable. Um, And come to the realization that, yes, I am prideful. I don't say when I need help and I don't ask for help. And I put on this facade of like, like, I, uh, yeah. Anyways, so I just, (laughs) I was going to go somewhere else and then I changed my mind. Um, yeah, I just, I don't want to be perceived as needy. Mm -hmm. Um, but then because of that, I will try to manipulate things to my benefit instead of just being like, I need help with this. Um, and so nobody likes being manipulated. And so it was just like this cycle that I lived in, um, until, I mean, really like the Enneagram really, it was like just a huge realization of like this cycle that I've lived in for so long. Um, and it makes me like Holly said, like talking about just your natural, like this is just what you naturally do. And I feel like it's less now as far as, like, just naturally doing it. Like, I can catch myself or I don't just immediately go to trying to manipulate um, to get my needs. But it's weird because, like, I'll walk into a room and I, without even realizing it, take inventory of, like, who's in the room, like, what their place is, um, And who could possibly benefit me if I were to be helpful to them. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I scratch your back, will you scratch mine type Mm -hmm. of situation. Um, And I don't, like, I've done this, I mean, for as long as I can remember. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like, I just, I don't know. And it just sounds so awful. Like,
3: what psycho person does that and so threes do that do they so for different like um motivation factors like right. yeah. it's more for like oh I want you to like me mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah so do you like me do you really like me do you like me <laughs> so, I don't really care um, if anyone likes me oh, <laughs> oh I'm Mandy, sorry I'm gonna psycho cares if people like them
1: <laughs> right. I don't understand that at all Mandy <laughs>
2: I mean, I do want people to like me. I do, but I I would rather they see me as competent than like me. Mm. No, nope. that's true.
0: <laughs> I just don't want people no. to bother me. So,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: like, oh just goodness. leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I mean, it's been. Good grief. I mean, thank the Lord for. Yeah. For yes. the enneagram.
0: Oh, uh, and thank the Lord for his grace because yes. we could know all this and yet just never have a hope of
3: right. Yeah. Right. of
0: change. And so I'm thankful for, like, the grace. Um, I'm just so thankful because, honestly, I don't think I could have made these relationships work without <laughs> this tool and without just yeah. being able to um, – <laughs> know how wonderfully, like, God has created each of us and, and really have tried to focus on the gift and the beauty of each type because each t- type does bring, even ones, Holly, even ones bring a very... I'm
3: glad <laughs> none of you are ones. <laughs> oh, I love ones. Two of us are married to ones, and
0: we do love them, yeah. and I'm so, so thankful for their place in the world. But seriously, I do, um, we will get to the beauty of each type
3: because that is fun um I will say Katie so you were like this has helped us with our friendship I will agree I think before this our friendship was like a a five out of a ten and maybe Mm -hmm. now as a group of four like it's closer to like an eight like at least understanding and we can keep growing like yeah yeah we can definitely agree
1: on my power sheets, like you have <laughs> the Laura Casey power sheets that Katie and I do. Like, you, one of the things is like your friends, your friendships. And in the past, it was like four or five is what I circled. And then the last several times, like I have been able to circle like an eight and then be able mm-hmm. to write down, like, okay, this is what Aww. I feel like we need to work on, you know, and stuff. And so, Aww. good grief. It's just. Looking over the last three years, it's amazing like yeah. how far we've come. Yeah.
3: It's so nice. Katie, to are we gonna ever yeah. get to your sin? Yeah, Yeah, um. I'll talk about my sin. <laughs> <laughs> my sin is sloth.
0: <laughs> I love the best it. Best sin. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's like um, I, because I can get like all the cute little sloth paraphernalia. Sarah gave me a sloth um, sticker that I have on my water cup, and then also That's a so coffee cute. mug. I do. I love it. It's so fun. Um, but my sloth is not like a physical laziness so much. Um, sometimes it can manifest itself in that it's really more, um, a need to not be overly bothered by life because I do get overwhelmed very, very, very easily. Um, it's difficult to always try to not only maintain peace, Externally, but also like anytime anything rises up inside of me that feels conflict oriented. Um, I just I naturally want to squelch that, push it down, avoid it. And so often that just kind of brings me to this um state of being where I just sort of float through life, or a lot of times it's referred to as sleepwalking through life. I don't um I don't focus Mm. on engaging with life or what I want from life necessarily. I just kind of let others decide for me, um, and just merge. So, and it causes a lot of with an
1: eight. What now? eights. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) How does that play out with like a wing eight?
0: Yeah, that's really a good question. Actually, there are a couple of different combos on the anagram with their wings, and we'll probably talk about that more with wings. Um, I'm an angel. (laughs) That are really big leaps, like huge leaps. And it also, I think, has a little bit to do with, like, what triad you're in, which a nine is in the center of the anchor triad, so we get it on all sides. We're like anger central station I, um that sounds horrible want, for it does wants
1: peace. it's really well, <laughs> interesting but
0: um I just think with like the eight side of it that will come out for me when it's about somebody else who is being um like if I feel someone else is being oppressed or there's, um, an injustice, like that eight side will definitely come out. So, and I, and I, it will, it will surprise everyone. (laughs) Like how is Katie actually being so forceful in the way that she's, you know, advocating or speaking up in that eight wing, but I am Mm -hmm. more of a one wing. So, um, anyway, yeah, my, my sloth, I will say one thing about it that I I think really I'm glad that I've dealt with some of this is just um, it talks about in the book um, that nines because they cope with having so many things to do and not knowing where to start and they also want to um, avoid a lot of the backlog of their unanswered questions and postponed decisions They also want to keep their anger out of view. Mm. Hmm. They will have unhealthy coping strategies. Like nines are pretty much the poster child for like look out for addictions in their lives. Hmm. And I have had that in my own life. Um, So, you know, that can be anything. It can be exercise. It can be shopping. It can be food. It can be alcohol. Um, that one specifically for me has been something that like in the last couple of years, I just realized that what it can be for other people was not what it was for me and it was unhealthy. So Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to come to a place where like I had to stop, And I'm really having to make sure that I'm not replacing (coughs) that with just another unhealthy coping mechanism. Um, I'm really just having to learn to be okay with feeling uncomfortable feelings of conflict. Like, I hate it, but it's it's usually just a feeling. And I'm married to one who is very pragmatic and practical. And so, like, if I approach him about something in the right way... I can't really be emotional about it, he's going to respond with, like, a, he's going to want to work on it, and he will have a good way to improve or fix it because he's a one, which is great. So, like, before, both of us just avoided conflict, and now it's like, oh, no, we can work through this, and we should work through this. So, that's... <clears throat> That's where I'm at in dealing with my slothfulness,
1: which oh, Katie,
0: <laughs> does sound terrible. But yeah, Glad so you. you're so Glad brave. You. <sighs> yeah, that I mean, it, I don't know who listens to this podcast. I don't know how in the future, how open I mean, I want to be open, but I also want to be doing it in the right manner, so to speak. I want to be able to just shed light on. Like I don't want everyone to feel like if you're you know having a glass of wine at the end of the day that's a bad thing. But I do want people to understand um maybe especially if there's nines out there listening that might be somewhere where you may relate to that a little bit more than other numbers. Um that was it was just really shocking to me and there was there was one quote in the book where he was like scrupulously avoid anything that promises peace uh, without going into the conflict he's like every one of those things is gonna like end you up in rehab Mm. (laughs) like if it's one of those it's not a good Hmm. thing so i was like wow okay
2: yeah yeah can i just say a couple things really quick uh, that I've heard recently. So first of all, I had to go to some AA meetings a while back, and I'll never forget one of the things that one of the leaders said one time. I had to go for for school, but um, they were <laughs> really good. Uh, but he said, you know, um, some people, yeah, you can sit down and have one glass of wine. I'm not one of those people. Like mm. he just, I thought that was um, a really good realization, and that's what that's what helps him a lot to. Um, not drink but then I was mm. talking to my f- oh like one of my favorite neighbors uh he walks his dogs all the time his name's Jim he's a really cool guy but um i was standing yes, out two s-
3: huge dogs two beautiful dogs yes
2: yes anyway he um he, I did not know a lot about him but he was telling me one time I have, would have had no idea he is um a recovering addict he's been sober for like 14 years and he was like you know I just I never knew I had a problem with alcohol until I stopped. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So, I don't know. Just made me think of those two things. You can cut them if you want. but certainly hard to see
0: it, like, as a problem, even when you're in it, you know? And and I think that gets worse. You really have to... Like it can be confusing, you know, and Mm -hmm. for a long time I was like, this isn't really a problem. It's not like I'm, you know, going out and, you know, I'm not out at bars getting drunk every night. You know, I'm sitting on my living room couch having some wine. But, you know, for me it was like um, this really doesn't have. An in insight and it doesn't really have a purpose that betters me. Like uh, there were you know, it was a just a it. lot of different things, um, where it just didn't add up to like, oh yeah, this is this is helpful to me. Mm. No. In fact it's actually hurtful in some ways. So I that's and I think the Enneagram really shed light onto that, like, numbing aspect of it. You know, I just didn't want to, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to deal with things. Um, so, anyway, I'll sure. ask our next couple of questions because my family's looking at me like, are you done yet? I want dinner, we, right? We, are you starving? What are we having for dinner? <laughs> You're going to love it, but I cannot make it until we get through this podcast we're just gonna talk about just describe yourself as a child like um did the whole section on your type as a child did it unveil any truths about how your personality formed in childhood um you know just tell us a little bit about little tiny holly and sarah and mandy
3: I mean, and- I think everyone really wants a three as a child because all they want to do is like please you mm-hmm. and then become whatever you want them to become.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's really hard for you to be like, This is who I am, not because this is what you want me to be. Yeah. Well, it's really great for the parent, not so great for the kid.
2: <laughs> mm, well <laughs> yeah, I
3: think And every- then I was like, I don't have a three as a child and so I'm like what happened to my kids? <laughs> I'm just kidding. my just kids. They're awesome. me.
2: Well,
3: Aww. I want to tell why
2: I think that every parent would love a five as a child. Mm-hmm. We will leave you alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they will leave you in peace to get your work done. And they That's will nice, love. too. Yep. Like, my mother will tell you that she <laughs> had the most docile children. A five uh-huh. and a one. Yeah. And then a uh-huh. nine. Like... Right. Yeah, I don't ever remember nine, bothering. Little brother. Her. Anyway, <gasps> Katie and Sarah, why would your why should like how would your people personality would want make parenting? So easy? this is Sarah, and people would want a
1: two as a child because we are very helpful. Hmm. Oh um. And we're constantly trying to think of other people and not like rock the boat. Like we're just like whatever
3: you oh, need,
1: aw. and I don't need anything.
2: Aww. <laughs>
0: wow oh man i yeah i think back to my childhood and i was definitely the kid who um would just go along it was like i'm not gonna ask for anything other than what you're giving me you know you can you can give my sister the nice new car but i'm good like get me the old truck that my grandfather had and oh, you know just being
1: passive aggressive right now right No, 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 no. Right. Oh, whoa. Saying that about my (laughs) sister. Yeah. Hmm, Maybe I am.
3: (laughs) Dang it, Caroline. How did you? There was no aggression in that. But that's that's true. There was no aggression.
0: No, it really, it really was true. I was like, my dad would call me the blue collar kid. I just kind of like (laughs) did what, um, you know, just did what was expected of me and um, was very chill very laid back, very happy with, you know, whatever was, I I just, there was never a problem. There was never a yeah. problem. Because yeah. I didn't want there to be a problem. Um,
3: so. Oh, I just blamed whatever on my uh, brother. <laughs> there, <laughs> there was never you a go. problem Poor because Ryan. I just blamed whatever on Ryan. Uh,
2: well, and oh, your mom? And I
3: remember,
1: like, growing up, uh, probably two things that stand out to me the most are, like, Trying to get my siblings to, like, get along. Like, being, like, the go-between and trying to make sure everybody's happy and stuff like that. And then the other thing is, (laughs) like, you know, you make a sandwich or you do something and then, like, you're supposed to half it or, like, you know, split something so it's Mm. equal parts of whatever. And I can remember thinking, like, okay, this is bigger, so I should give that to the other person. Like... It's such a simple thing, but I feel like that explains my my entire childhood. Like, Mm -hmm. I was constantly analyzing, am I being selfish right now? Do I need to, like, you know, give this person the better half or the better, I don't know. You know, if my siblings found an outfit and they liked it, I should let them wear it and not me. Like, stuff like that. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah
0: okay that's i do think we i think in early childhood we can see we can see that these are the people we are and um well that's it is just go and ahead and then
3: we still have bouts of them in uh adulthood so that's, well, right during this um 19 and socially distancing which our state has opened up right Not now big. Uh, um, I'm still socially distancing I, I am because so, I want to so. <laughs> I don't ever want to give anyone a hug again <laughs> I'm just kidding uh. <laughs> so Sarah's redoing her house and so a couple of us went over there yesterday to help Sarah paint and so we're painting
1: best friends ever
3: <laughs> yeah we're painting Sarah's house uh, Katie and I are and so is Sarah Yes. And we're there, and we're painting, and we get finished with one of the bedrooms, and then the hallway, and then we get finished with the living room. And at the end of it, I go, am I doing this right? <laughs> because literally, I had painted a whole closet, three and one walls oh, in one gosh. of the bedrooms, oh, yeah, and then I had also painted... Oh yeah. A three, stairway, three and one force walls in the living room. And yes. you had and, wiped them down. Oh yeah, I wiped them down. That's and Katie hilarious. had painted like the hallway and wall. Like, so, oh. I don't know what Sarah painted some oh. other's. So by the end of it, I had done all of this painting compared to what they done. So I make this smart com- I make this smart comment. Where I'm like Am I doing this right? <laughs> oh, man.
2: Because I, oh, I just gosh. needed the
3: recognition that I <laughs> oh, had done my. so much she, more painting than anyone else. She had, had won. I had won
0: at the painting. She knows how to get the job done. Okay, well, I'm going to cut the last question. So, let's just go ahead and save all of the fun stuff about Enneagram in relationships with others. And... Um, your type wings, and your stress and security paths and your spiritual transformation for next week. It'll be a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So please join us for the second episode of the road back to you next week. Um, we will cover all of those topics and we will rate the book. Uh, we'll also maybe give you some ideas about to host this as a book club that might be challenging, but we will figure it out. Be the best and subscribe to our show on the podcast platform you prefer that was a lot of peas. We would be ever so grateful if you took some time to write us a review. Wander into our lovely little world at thebestbookclubever.com. You can check out more information on all of the things we discussed in this week's show and on previous episodes. Follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash thebbce and investigate our Instagram. You can find us at the bbce next week we'll be doing a lot of enneagram q a and we really want to hear from you Uh, we will have a listener segment on the podcast next week to feature some of your responses we want to learn more about the other types that we did not cover today so in closing don't forget to be the best you that you can be because after all there's only one of you the end
3: It's time for some bloopers. Tell so you whether you're good or bad. E- yes, right. Thumbs up or thumbs you're, down, or
0: you're a good type. You're On your personality.
3: Mm, oh, safe. This
0: is a safe Sorry. place.
3: This she is not a-,
0: a competition or, you know, any kind of like, <laughs> like No, I, I understand there are nine
3: types and one is the best. One is the best. <laughs> but the number one is not the best one.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. really shows us the gospel. Like, it does. You guys are the gospel to me. What do they say? Like Jesus was skin on or something mm-hmm. like
3: that. I don't know. What? I'm the book of Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, the best parts of the Bible. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. Now the Bible has best parts. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> now we have kidding. best parts of the Bible. the Savior or something. I am just kidding.
2: I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> awesome. Let's talk about our childhoods
3: yay oh Oh, my gosh we're an hour in and we're going back to childhood (laughs) i've been trying to keep us on track we just like
0: to talk and i know i've done a lot of that but no uh, we're not doing like freudian psychoanalysis we're just gonna describe ourselves Mandy's like let's do it I'm I would ready. love let's to analyze my
2: childhood about, based on psychoanalysis like I think no, that would be- not right now okay. not in this podcast you can do that on your own time <laughs> you don't even want it in your show